This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together to learn, share and collaborate. And a lot of the nutrition plans that actually are are effective are based on the foundation of, of civilization where you ate like paleo or keto or intermittent fasting, which are very trendy right now. They're very effective. I'm an advocate of all of those types of eating styles, but they're very, if you look at the foundations of civilization, that's how people ate. They ate whole grain, they ate fresh, minimally processed, not a lot of um, starchy carbs, not a lot of um, sugars. They didn't have your juices and your sodas and your energy drinks and all that stuff. Hi, and welcome to Ian Weekly. And this is your host, Todd DeVoe speaking. You know, since it's the new year, I think that it's uh, time we talk fitness. And not because it's a New Year's resolution. I just think it's a good time to talk fitness. You know, to be transparent... I need to lose a few pounds. Well, I say a few, probably close to 50. You know, it's one of my goals and, and it's not a New Year's resolution, just let you guys let you know. Because I've been doing this eating healthier, eating cleaner, hitting uh, some hikes and stuff since October. Had a little break during the holidays and I'm back on it again. And so it's not necessarily a New Year's resolution, it's a new way of being healthy and I think that's really important. And this guest that I have here, on today is the founder of Team Fit for Duty. And it's really a fitness program set around first responders, dispatchers, emergency managers, you know, us. Brian and I have been talking about the fact that if you're not fit for duty, how can you serve the community? And so I hope that you get something out of this interview and, you know, start getting fit. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Before we get into the interview, I've been, uh, I've been of late really kind of uh, going after those that have been placed into the role of emergency management uh, and aren't emergency managers. And it's really not not their fault. It's, it's the policy's fault. It's the politicians' fault, city manager's fault, the system's fault. And I don't, I don't want those that are, are taking that role to think I'm attacking you guys personally. It's not personal. And a matter of fact, I want you guys to contact me and let me know how we can help you do emergency management better. Go ahead and shoot me an email at Todd at emweekly.com and uh, tell me what your pain points are. What are the things that when you walk into the job, you go, I don't know what I'm doing. Who do I reach out to? And you can reach out to us. And I think that's really going to be really kind of important because you know, you're on the assignment because you uh, are getting a promotion or you want to get a promotion and this is a way to get there or it's a collateral duty. And I know that you didn't go into the fire department to be an EM. I know you didn't become a police officer to be an EM. I know you didn't become a paramedic to be an EM. Those things kind of get put on your lap, but we're here to help you and to, for you to learn about being an emergency manager. And a lot of it has to do, also, you know, Brock Long in his in his interview here in 2019 uh, was talking about um, 
the the fact that we need to have a, a stronger brotherhood, stronger fellowship in the world of emergency management and helping each other out because we are one team. We have one mission and it is to serve the public and it's not to be petty with each other. Not that I'm saying that I will not get off my soapbox when it comes to thinking that we need to have more credentialing and that we need to have more people that want to be emergency managers in the role of emergency management and not that the city managers or the mayors or the politicians or the system needs to recognize that and be to put that person in there but you are sitting there today and what are your pain points email me and we'll uh, we'll talk about it donna boston the emergency manager for orange county california made a great point the other day and and for emergency managers this year, we should have a theme, and the theme should be uplifting, and it should be about helping each other. And so this year's theme, I think, is great, and Donna kind of uh, said this the other day, is the unity of effort. And it piggybacks on, like I said, what Brock Long was talking about, and therefore, I think that's what we should do. And so, yes, if you are an EM, that, or if you are a, a collateral duty person, fill in the role of EM reach out to us, tell us what your pain points are, how we can help you, and we'll do, uh, you know, answer those questions and, and, and do a show on it. You know, and it takes leadership to be able to uh, to work through that. And if you see yourself as a leader, you need to join Ian Weekly at the Emergency Management Leaders Conference this May, 29th to the 30th in Phoenix, Arizona. And it's going to be at the Great Grand Hotel, the Arizona Grand Hotel. So we're looking forward to that. And we'll be broadcasting live um, on Stitch Radio and we'll also be participating in one of the panels. I hope to see you there. And man, speaking of that, I better get uh, I better start getting in shape because I want to look good for you guys when I'm standing on stage with a with a suit on. I don't, I don't really like suits and ties, you know, but I better get in shape for that. So uh, um, let's get on to the interview. So it's awesome. I have Tamara Olden here with me, and we're going to talk about fitness. And Tamara has a company called uh, Team Fit for Duty, and she's really focusing on the public safety sector and fitness. And I'll tell you something. I mean, I'm a little bit around in the belly area here. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to lose some some weight here, you know, eating healthy. And, and it's hard, right, as emergency managers. We sit at our desk all day long. We eat like crap. And then, you know, Next thing you know, you're 30, 40 pounds overweight. So Tamara's here to talk about how we can be healthy because if we're not healthy, how can we be ready to activate in an emergency operations center for long, sustained times of 12-hour shifts and really be able to do our job in a healthy way? So Tamara, welcome to EM Weekly. Thank you so much for having me. I think it was kind of cool just fate that we ended up, you know, talking to each other and finding out that we both had common interests. Um common aspirations, um, really enjoyed keeping the community informed on different things. So thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Awesome. So Tim, how'd you get involved in, you know, what you're doing with the team fit for duty and public safety? So, uh, I'm a civilian supervisor here at a police department in Southern California. Um, I also do our department's uh, PIO, so I'm their public information officer. And I went to a PIO school years ago, I think it was in 2015, and um, met someone who did website stuff. So we kind of were chatting a little bit and I just started, I just had my second child. I was just starting to get into fitness and... um, Fast forward a year later, um, the gentleman there, Mike, who's now my business partner and co-owner and Team Fit for Duty, 
called me and he said, hey, I, I remember because we, we would always chat back and forth um, about, you know, give each other tips and resources for PIO and social media stuff. And he said, hey, I remember you were really getting into fitness stuff. You talked about that when we met. You were getting ready to compete. And he said, I am sick and tired. He's a police officer. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. Also PIO, but he's a, a he worked um, patrol and he worked as a school resource officer. He said, I'm tired of feeling the way that I do. Mm. I'm tired of feeling like I'm going to die of a heart attack when I'm, I'm going up and down stairs. That when I get in and out of my car that I, I can't breathe. Like I'm the one that people call for help. And I go and I show up looking like this right. where I'm physically limited and I'm a danger to myself. And, you know, how can I help someone else when I can't even take care of myself? Right. He said, I, I like what you're doing. I do web development and I think we should partner and we should do something for our public safety first responder community because I know that it, it's an issue and it is. It, you know, statistics show that um, a lot of the positions that are sedentary positions like mine, like dispatch, um, a lot of the administrative positions, emergency managers, they're very sedentary. They're stressed. Shift work. I mean, uh, the schedules, you name it. it. It's like they're setting you up to fail. Right. And then, you know, of course, those who are out in the field, your public safety, your police, your fire, they're they're out there constantly having to be faced with, you know, um, stress with danger. They hardly have time to eat. They're tired all mm-hmm. the time. Um, just balancing life. And it's, it's a huge issue. They always say, you know, kind of like the freshman 15 when you get in college, <laughs> but you know, it happens, you know, people always say, Oh, back in the Academy days, you know, right. back in boot camp days, I was, you know, 8% body fat and my <laughs> leanest, you know, right. and then what happens? Life happens. Stress happens mm-hmm. for me was having kids. And for those of you who are parents, because I know guys, sympathy weight, I know it comes along with it. (laughs) But for me, it's like I I lost myself when Uh I became pregnant with my my first. I gained a lot of weight. I had a lot of health issues during the pregnancy, which limited me. And you know what? I take ownership. I was being irresponsible and taking the opportunity to eat what I wanted to. Of course you do. (laughs) And, um, you know, so I lost confidence. I became negative. I became very insecure. I became a person that I didn't want to be Mm -hmm. and where I didn't want to go do things where I felt uncomfortable. And I just finally realized after I had my second child, you know, Hey, you choose to be this way. Mm -hmm. You know, why are you being negative and hating on people who are healthy, who are fit? I look at them and go, Oh yeah, well that's cause they don't work full time and have kids. Oh, that's genetics. So, you know, cause it's, I'm feeling sorry for myself and I'm making excuses. And now I can look back and laugh and realize those behaviors. But I decided to do something about it. And thanks to my business partner who reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, let's work together and let's do something about it. So that's where team fit for duty came along. Um, I started doing online training. I was kind of doing it, just helping friends because a bunch of officers at work, their spouses, our dispatchers would reach out to me and I'd help them with meal plans, workout plans. And, um, I said, all right, let's do this. So we started team fit for duty. And then a year later we started the Bolo podcast, which, you know, is our venue to be able to communicate about different public safety issues and also um, health and fitness. That's awesome. So I guess most of us that are in this business know how to work out, 
We of know course. we know how to throw on some good running Absolutely. shoes and take a walk. We know mm-hmm. how to do these things, but it's the idea of like what to do. You know, right? I, you know, like I, I mean, I always, so, it's information overload now. Right, Social right. media, YouTube. I mean, you Google everything, right? You, you don't know what to do, and so we just don't do it. Exactly, because that's easy. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's too complicated. I just won't do anything. Right, or I start. Uh, you know what? This is my favorite one. This is this is me speaking, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, Monday. I'm going to start Monday. <laughs> Everybody right? says like, start Monday. Yeah, start Monday. Never skip a Monday. When you go to gym on Monday and it's like crowded and you're like, ah, the machines are all taken. Right, I don't even right. know how I'm really doing this. And then you kind of walk away from that. Right. So how do we go from this situation to where, you know, instead of starting on Monday, we're going to start today. And right. then, and then how can, what should we do on, on day one and what can we do if they were, you know, like out of shape completely and maybe we're not ready to go to a gym, what can we do to kind of get started? Right. So I know what's very common for a lot of people who haven't worked out in a long time or especially females, they don't like public gyms. Um, they're embarrassed and they're insecure and it can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went through the same thing where I used to work out in college a lot, um, And then I just kind of stopped and, but getting back into it, you know, not really knowing what to do. Am I going to look dumb? Am I going to be on gym fails on Instagram? (laughs) I mean, those are pretty funny. Um, But, you know, and am I doing the right thing? You know, you know, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, you know, three, you know, 10 reps, three sets, you know, this many weight. Right, right. What do you do? So um, I always tell people baby steps. One, well, actually first thing is you have to be committed. How bad do you want it? Mm -hmm. Are you tired of feeling the way that you do? Are you tired of the way that your clothes fit? Are you tired of feeling insecure? Are you tired of not wanting to do things because you don't feel good about yourself? Are you tired of being tired? And you have to choose the right quality of life for you. And I always tell people it's not vanity. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care. Health looks different to different people and different body types. People, when I tell people how much I weigh, no way, you don't weigh that much. And I go, cause I don't care about weight. And my body type is different than your body type. Right. You know, someone that looks 120 pounds might not be healthy right? because of their habits, because of genetics, maybe even right. that they're prone to certain things. And then you have someone who could be a woman who could be 170. My, one of my girlfriends in amazing shape, she's 170 pounds, which for a female about, you know, she's like Big. five, five about me that you would think that's heavy, right? right? But she's not. She's not right. So I say, don't focus on that. Focus on health and what that looks like for you and quality of life. One of the things I distinctly remember is taking my kids to um, Vegas. They love going to Circus Circus, going all the right. I hate that place, but <laughs> I go because my kids like it, right? So we get the wristbands and we're there all day. And I'm sitting there and the boys, mommy, go on the rides with me. Go on this with me. And I'm very active with my kids. I'm going down slides with them. I'm climbing across monkey bars with them. Mm-hmm. I'm in squeezing my butt in the little, you know, carts with them so I could go on the rides, <laughs> right? And... You know, having those moments with the kids and I'm looking over and it, like I said, it's no offense to people because of their physical um, stature, because they're overweight, because they're obese. They can't do those things. Mm -hmm. They're sitting on the bench watching, you know, their kids are going and doing their things. This doesn't mean they're a bad parent. Please don't take this the wrong way. But it's quality of life. They, They physically can't go do some of the things. And for me. I want to create every moment and have every opportunity to experience life with my kids. Yeah. So that's my motivation. So number one is find your motivation. Two, start with baby steps. Um, body weight exercises are great. I mean, there are times where I travel and the hotel gyms are usually pretty crappy. So I'll just do body weight exercises in my room. And I actually have a free body weight download on teamfitforduty.com. I believe it's on the homepage. 
that has a full week's program of body weight training that requires zero equipment. And I'm telling you, doing a 15 minute circuit of burpees, push-ups, sit-ups, jump squats, you're dying. I hate burpees. Oh, I do too. Does anyone even like those? I, I don't think anybody likes those. Oh, I hate those. Those are probably, I'll do push-ups all day, pull-ups, but burpees, no. Um, but just doing those, right. you work up a sweat. It's convenient, especially those, maybe you don't want to go to a gym or maybe you don't have access to a gym. Mm-hmm. Gyms can be expensive. Maybe you don't have one close to you. Right. Um, maybe childcare. I know my husband's an officer. He works shift work as well. So depending on what shift he's on, I can't go because mm-hmm. I'm with the kids. So, you know what? Get my butt up 20 minutes earlier, go downstairs in the living room so I don't wake up the kids and do a quick circuit. So, you don't have to buy like the, uh, you know, $15,000 Bo- Bowflex 9000. The, yeah, the <laughs> Bowflex Superflex 9000. Right, right. It ends up being a coat rack, you yeah, know? Coat rack and um, collects dust. That's, right. I used to have one and that's exactly what mine was. And another thing that I recommend, like I have now purchased some gym equipment, um, but I just got a resistance band set. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Those, and I have in a little travel kit so I could bring the bands with me if I need to, but a little bit of resistance. I mean, does wonders. So start little by little. Um, There's different apps out there that has um, different resources and guides. I remember I used to, I bought a a download workout program online from one of the fitness trainers that I follow, but I didn't know how to do the exercises. Mm -hmm. So I would Google them and I'd sit there and I'd watch the video and I look at the, okay, you have to put your leg here. You got to lock in the machine. You got to make sure you're doing this, your range of motion. This is how you grip it. And then I would go and do it. And I'd be watching the video, making sure I'm doing it right. And I just taught myself because I was motivated. And I, instead of using the excuse, I don't know how to do that. I took the time to educate myself because it's important to me. Mm. Um, so start slowly introducing those things. Now on the eating side, they always say abs are made in the kitchen. <laughs> Fast food is easy. Yeah, it is. It's not healthy. It's cheaper. They right, like weird, set huh? you up. I know. And it's like, you can go have like a meal for like two bucks, you know, fast food. But make wise choices. Cutting out sugars is huge. Sugars do so many horrible things to your body. Mm. And just cutting out sugars, increasing your water take intake and start replacing your foods that are processed with things that are healthy, homemade, more natural, your lean proteins, um, your minimally processed foods. So mm. you want stuff that's made fresh, even if it's not homemade, if it's made fresh, there's meal prep services, right. um, go to Chipotle, you could go get a bowl, you right. know, I mean, it's better than some of the other stuff that's out there. Right, right. So just start cleaning up your diet or changing things out and you'll start seeing noticeable changes. I forgot who said it. There was some, you know, it was a guy I was listening to and he was talking about eating healthy. Mm-hmm. And he said, when you go to the grocery store never shop on the inside aisles, no, he's basically saying stay away yeah, from the all processors. all the fresh stuff, right, absolutely. All, all, all on the outside, your fresh That's food, perfect. everything. Yeah. And, I, and I, I thought about that one time, you know, it's in the back of my mind. Right. And you go to the grocery market, you're like, absolutely right. Up and down right. all the aisles. You, you uh-huh. go, go outside, you start with the fresh mm-hmm. meats, you got the fresh vegetables mm-hmm. and the vegetable section, it's all out there. You yep. don't have to ever go into the center and get like, although that's where the fun stuff is, right? That's where yep. your potato chips are and your sodas yep. and your ice creams and stuff exactly. like that. All the danger foods. Yeah. So... Okay, so here you are. You're going, okay, I'm going to eat healthy. Um, I'm jumping on your website, getting some cool recipes, kind of meal prepping for the week, mm-hmm. eating, eating healthy. And then I'm like, okay, good. So there's step one. 
Okay, so then step two is finding some of those exercises that you can do even maybe at your desk. Hey, let's just take about uh, 60 seconds here and listen to our sponsors. Seconds count during an emergency. That's why at Titan HST, we're always inventing new technology to help people stay safe and help people who can provide help get connected with people who need help. At Titan HST, we've deployed mesh networking, allowing emergency communication, even when networks are down, augmented reality, and real-time translation. We believe in the power of people to help each other stay safe and thrive. Hey, welcome back from listening to the sponsors really quick. Without them, we couldn't do what we're doing here. So please reach out to them. Tell them that Ian Weekly sent you. Now back to the interview. Okay, so here you are. You're going, okay, I'm going to eat healthy. Um, I'm jumping on your website, getting some cool recipes, kind of meal prepping for the week, mm-hmm. eating, eating healthy. And then I'm like, okay, good. So there's step one. Okay, so then step two is finding some of those exercises that you can do even maybe at your desk. Absolutely. Get up and stretch. How many times? And this is me slunched over on my desk, (laughs) not getting up, your back's hurting, your blood flow's not going, even my legs will go numb, you know, and I'll go get, get up, go walk around, you know, maybe just go say hi to people, go walk over to the other side of the building to dispatch, you know, make sure you're, um, you're staying active. It's Mm. so easy because you're task driven. We are so busy. There are times where literally I need, you know, I'm about to pee in my pants, but I'm like, no, I got to finish this task. I gotta finish, so you know, and you're sitting there because you got to finish because you're, you're so focused on that. But if you know what I, what I've come to realize is that when you take better care of yourself, you are more sharp, you're more efficient, you're less tired. So taking maybe 15, 20 minutes of your day to do something healthy and productive actually makes you more efficient with your day where you're not, it's not taking away from your ability to get your job done mm-hmm. because you're more efficient. You're more focused. You have more clarity when you are doing your job. So you do it a little bit faster. You do it a little bit better. You be, you improve your efficiency overall. So, you know, taking that time to invest in yourself because you either invest now or you're going to be forced to invest being physically limited on things, disease, Injury, that's huge in public safety. Mm -hmm. Injury is huge. Um, Medical bills, you're going to be required to invest financially. So invest now on your own terms versus being forced to later. Right. You know, we we were at this... uh this event here and listening to one of the speakers and he's talking about your goals and setting goals down yes. and stuff like this. So amazing. I love the great speech. Yeah. And I wrote down one of my goals was my daughter, she's turning six in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And my goal is, was to watch my daughter get married, you know? And, and, and so, I mean, and like, that's what, and that's my motivation right now. It's like, this is what, why I want to get healthy. You exactly. Know? And I know that it's really important in the, in the diet is definitely a hundred percent. And it's funny because like, if you look at the ancients and I take a look at Western civilization right? and you bring in like uh, Plato and Aristotle, right. They talk about eating for health back then. Right. You know, and right. so it's, it's something that it's nothing that's new. This isn't new rocket no. science. It's no. just, it's getting out there and doing it. And a lot of the nutrition plans that actually are are effective are based on the foundation of, of civilization where you ate like paleo mm-hmm. or keto or intermittent fasting, which are very trendy right now. They're very effective. I'm an advocate of all of those types of eating styles. But they're very – if you look at the foundations of civilization, that's how people ate. Mm-hmm. They ate 
whole grain. They ate fresh, minimally processed, not a lot of um, starchy carbs, not a lot of um, sugars. Mm. They didn't have your juices and your sodas and your energy drinks and all that stuff. And intermittent fasting, which is huge and has amazing health benefits. I do that as well. People didn't eat all the time, all day like they do now. And if you look at how many resources and diets and exercise and surgeries and injections that are out there, you know, look at back then and you know, even the sixties and seventies, you didn't have the obesity mm. and the health issues right. and the diabetes that you do now. Um, now there's even more resources available, yet there's more people who are out of shape, who are unhealthy, who are dealing with health issues because of their weight. And it's because they've gone away from your body's um, instinctive way of eating, of exercising, of being physical. Do you know much about autoimmune diseases and eating healthy for them? Um, I definitely, I have um, a few clients who actually um, are cancer survivors and a few who have battled different um, diseases. And I've also um, have been fortunate enough to interview a very um, well-known doctor who specializes in alternative medicine mm. and um, different wellness, different wellness topics. And the the two most common things that are recommended are um, intermittent fasting mm-hmm. and a ketogenic diet. Those help you with disease prevention. Also in helping if you are suffering with disease, it does help you I'm not saying it provides a cure, but what it basically does is it allows your body to be more efficient, um, specifically with intermittent fasting. The times that you're fasting, um, your body is being able to focus on regenerating itself, on um, uh, cell repair, and all those types of things that it's normally wasting its time on processing crap food right. or just food in general, where you're not giving the your body the opportunity to work on repairing itself. Um, just for myself and starting intermittent fasting, some of the little, cause I did a lot of studying, um, a lot of researching before I started doing it. I noticed little things like my skin, you know, women, especially if you have stretch marks from having kids or guys, everybody has stretch marks. You have even people who are athletes that have stretch marks, um, appearance and stretch marks changing areas where my hair was thinning on my head, hair is growing, um, spots like skin, uh, sunspots mm-hmm. from, um, on my skin, on my face, those are clearing up, um, acne clearing up, sleeping like a baby. Oh my gosh. I suffer from insomnia. Okay. So, and anxiety, especially at night. So being able to just get good sleep, I mean, and have great energy, it's good for you. Not only as far as um, the weight loss and helping your metabolism, but it's definitely helps you with your overall health and wellness. So anybody who has any sort of issues, medical issues, those are probably the two things that I would recommend is intermittent fasting and ketogenic. Ketogenic is the high, high fat um, nutrition plan where 75% of your calories come from fats, Hmm. healthy fats. So your red meats, your avocados, your healthy oils, your, you know, nuts, stuff like that. And then you have 20% come from proteins and then you have 5% come from carbs, which is essentially you don't have carbs because it's the vegetables and stuff like that. Exactly. Except for vegetables. Right. Um, so that is probably the most effective way I would say it's not for everybody. 
Um, I'm not one of those, hey, you should only try this. This is the only thing that works, but it is very effective. Uh I do cycle on and off keto myself. Um, I have several clients who are on it who've had great success. Yeah. I've seen it. I, I, like you're saying, one of the guys I work with, he just lost uh, 35 pounds just based on the on eating that way. Yeah. So. Um, actually, one of my family members who is uh, diabetic, and it, it's funny, my mom called me because she's very traditional and old school in her thinking, why are you having her eat all these fats? <laughs> That's not good for you. Right. You know, all the cheese and these meats and you're going to have health problems. And I'm like, mom. That's a very old school way of thinking. Eating fat doesn't make you fat, <laughs> you know, and eating fat is not, yeah, going to cause you those health issues. Now, of course, there are exceptions. Always make sure to consult with a doctor because everyone's different, mm-hmm. but that's not accurate. And um, my family member actually has lost 35 pounds um, and went to the doctor, has a clean bill of health. Mm. My business partner, Mike, does intermittent fasting and keto, and he's lost, I think, around 30 pounds-ish as well, just in a couple of months, and went and had blood screens done before and after, and doctor is, you know, over the moon about it. Cool. So, very, very effective. So, our food triangle that we were, or pyramid, I mean... That we're used to talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh, it should be turned upside down or, you know. Yeah. In, in some, it should be definitely rearranged in, in some ways. Um, a lot of people make, um, you know, I'm just going to eat tons of fruit. Fruit is great. Like my mom is like that, you know, fruit all day long. Well, fruits have a lot of sugars. Mm-hmm. Those are carbs. That's sugars. Does it process differently than your candy sugars, your soda sugars? Yes, of course. But it's still sugars. Right. And people eat, you know, how many servings of, you know, vegetables or fruits do you need a day um, when people are loading themselves with sugars when they should be having our healthy fats coming from meats, from oils, from avocados, from cheeses, and then having your your clean, minimally processed or unprocessed carb sources if right. you're going to have carbs. Yeah, you're right. I mean, as far as like the fruit stuff, uh, as far as being sugars, um, as a medic, uh, when we would run calls and you have somebody who's having a diabetic crisis, we'd give them orange juice or right, or, or, right, or fresh oranges if that's mm-hmm. what all they had, and, and yeah. it would bring them out of that uh, of the issue. So right. it's definitely full of sugar for sure. Oh yeah, you know. So this is great news. So so those of us that are out here that are like I said, a little round in the middle here, trying to lose the weight, th- there's hope for us, right? Absolutely, and you know, I think some people get intimidated. Oh, I'm too old or, oh, my metabolism isn't the same or injuries. Injuries are very common. Mm-hmm. You can always work around that. I know, especially officers, you know, they have the lower back injuries, they have the knee injuries, they have the shoulder injuries. There's always ways to work around it. So with my clients, all of my, you know, I do a screening. So one of the things, if you're looking to work with someone, I do online training programs. So you do it at your own pace. It's flexible with your schedule obviously a lot more cost effective. And I have clients all over different states, different countries, because it's all online programs. So one of the things that I do, and if you're going to look for a trainer, you make sure that one of the red flags, if they don't do an assessment from the beginning, run the other way. Mm -hmm. I ask them, you know, do you have any allergies? Do you have any medical conditions? Do you have any injuries? What lifestyle do you have? You know, do you work shift work where it's hard for you to eat or where you're limited on what you could do? Or maybe you just literally don't have the time to do the meal prep like you can. You know, um, do you have access to a gym? Do you have equipment at home? Well, what kind of equipment? I'll have a client say, I have a sandbag, a kettlebell and a barbell. Okay, cool. Then I build their plan based on what they have. Oh, cool. It's custom, not a cookie cutter plan. Right. 
based on them. So if you're going to work with someone, I absolutely recommend making sure that they're asking you those questions mm-hmm. because you cannot put a blanketed plan on everybody. <laughs> right, right. Everyone's different. Right. And that's how you're going to end up hurting yourself. Right. Yeah. You talk about that abusing the body when I was younger, you know, my, my body's all jacked up. I played rugby. I was in the service. Oh yeah. Like, that's rough. Yeah, like, oh yeah. Every, everything hurts on me at, at a given time. So yeah, that happens. Yeah. So yeah. And you're right. Working with somebody who knows that you, to work through, not through your injury, like we used to talk about, you know, but around that right. injury to make sure exactly. you don't yeah. make modifications or I'll tell them, Hey, if you're doing a movement and you're not feeling okay, let me know. We'll do an assessment. We'll see if you're maybe don't have the correct form and then we'll make some adjustments to do something else, you know, that you're not going to go and aggravate the injury. So we talked a little bit about your website. You gave your web address. Um, and we can give that again, but what is on your website? Like what kind of cool things that are on there that people might want to jump on there and grab resources from? Well, some of the things, things that we have is we have a, a blog where we go and we post, um, different article topics, tips about supplements, exercises, um, nutrition programs, um, even just like shift tips, different, just tons of different resources. So there's tons of blogs on there. We also publish our podcasts through there. So you could check those out in the show notes. There's tons of resources. We just started a a forum where we're going to be posting um, and having our other online trainers. Um, All of our trainers work in law enforcement. They're active law enforcement personnel. Um, That's part of the criteria that they're going to be able to go in there. You could post a question. They could start a discussion and you have a support group that you could go to to ask those questions. And we're also um, posting a recipe section specifically that you could get different recipes that are out there, share different recipes, um, and just kind of have that support. We also have our Instagram team fit for duty and we have a, our team fit for duty Facebook page, but we also have a private group, right. um, that you could join that you have to ask a couple questions to get into and that we go and we share information through. So just creating that community and having other people who, you know, are on the same page and the right. same boat, you know, and being able to have that support to help push you through. Cause I'm telling you, these professions could be I think more mentally impactful and then the mental aspect and the stress aspect of it ends up impacting the physical, Right. you know, that that's a cause of the physical. So when you have a support group or someone to ask questions or just vent, Hey, I had a really crappy day, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to stay on track and just have people to push you and motivate you. The accountability goes a long way in your success. That's why people yo-yo diet because they don't have the accountability. They don't have the motivation. They don't have people to catch them when they fall. You know, so having that support group is it definitely helps further your results. You know, and I think it's important to to be physically healthy because it also clarifies you mentally. And Absolutely. We, and we have, we're having um, too many first responders committing suicide these days, and yes. it's, it's becoming a crisis. You know, and, and I think doing things like this, even if it's just a the support group through physical exercise that right. there's an additional person there to speak to, to say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm feeling like crap today and, and walk me through this, uh, right. this problem. So I think that's uh, important as well. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, like you said, it's, um, something that we all kind of go through, but you know, the mental health aspect of it and having our, our departments, we're very fortunate. We have access to resources. We have an in-house peer support group. Anytime there's a critical incident, we automatically bring in counselors and we make everybody go to the counseling. <laughs> I mean, and I know that in this profession, people don't like it. I, they, they don't like it, but it's be, it's becoming less and less of a taboo right. thing. And, you know, first responder suicide is huge. And, you know, Suicide Awareness Month, you know, is, is ending. That's this month in September. I've personally known a couple of people 
Um, I've had someone in, um, you know, that I know that I, I lost to suicide a couple of people and, you know, it's unfortunate. And a lot of times people are reaching out, um, they're fighting an internal battle and, you know, keep an eye out for each other. If you're noticing behaviors or maybe someone's not performing the way that they normally do, you know, Hey, how are things going? Uh-huh. Are you okay? Not, Oh, they're just screwing around or what's wrong with them. They're being lazy. Maybe something's going on. You know, people aren't usually the best about expressing their emotions, but maybe just asking them that one time if they need help might save their life. Um, so again, th- this all, you know, the mental, the physical, right. everything just is kind of intertwined. And I think that once you get that foundation of, of feeling good, of being healthy, of having that mental clarity, it all becomes the cycle of health and wellness, overall wellness, which is definitely needed in this profession more more than more now than ever. I, yeah, I agree with you. And like all the stresses of this uh, society and, and keeps increasing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So before I let you go, we're getting clear to the end. I got a couple more questions for you. One sure. is, and I know you said it before, but let's go ahead and let you do it again. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how could they find you? They can find me um, on social media pa- platforms at Tamarin Olden, T-A-M-R-I-N-O-L-D-E-N. Um, my email as well, Tamarin at TeamFitForDuty.com. I also have a contact page on TeamFitForDuty.com. Um, so pretty easy to get a hold of me. Um, or any, any of the, um, team fit for duty personnel, we're a great network of resources for each other. And for those of you that are driving and uh, you know, can't write it down right now, or like I always say, if your pencil's not sharp, don't worry about it. We're going to put this stuff in the show notes. You can find it on emweekly.com or whatever listening platform that you are on. It will be in the show notes down there as well. Um, okay, so here's the toughest question of the day, Tamara. Okay, what you got? What book, books, or publication do you recommend for somebody who wanted to get more information regarding fit, fitness and fitness for duty specifically? Oh, man. You know what? First responder fitness is something that there is not a lot of information out there for, which is why we started Team Fit for Duty. Um, We do a lot of self research, I guess you would say. Um, I do a lot of uh, research on intermittent fasting and keto. The dietdoctor.com, I believe is his website. Dr. Fung, who is you know, world renowned, um, doctor and specializes in keto and intermittent fasting. He's probably my go-to and not even if you, if you don't want to do keto or intermittent fasting, his, um, recipes, his, his articles, just, I mean, great knowledge and resources. That's probably my go-to that I use to get, to educate myself. Awesome. All right. Well, is there anything you'd like to say to the emergency manager out there before we let you go? Just keep doing what you're doing. I know that sometimes there are days where you just feel like, um, it's funny, I'll use this term that the keynote talked about, you know, living the buried life. You're just buried in tasks and doing and stress. Make yourself a priority because people are looking to you. You need to be the one that helps others and you can't help others if you can't help yourself. Well, Tamara, thank you so much for being here with us today on Ian Weekly. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much for having me. 